Let's start with a content notification, shall we? The Queer Conjure podcast is about queer people, trans people, witches, marginalized communities that have suffered harm. We're going to talk about that stuff. It's going to be a bit shadowy. We're also going to talk about really joyful stuff that some people might consider offensive, like disobeying the state, like having really amazing sex. So if that doesn't sound like what you want to listen to right now, I invite you to go to another podcast. And if it is something you want to listen to right now, buckle up, babies, because here we go. Hey, baby cakes, Jasper here. Ah, so before we get into this March newsletter episode, which is late, by the way, because it's like March 14th, and I meant for this to go out on like March 3rd, I want to talk to you about the best laid plans and how they cause us to pivot and whirl. Oh, one of the one of the lessons the universe keeps teaching me is that life takes more than planning. I planned so many amazing things for the month of March. I had three different podcast episodes mapped out. I wanted to start, or I was supposed to start my first top surgery doula gig. I was going to do a tarot project with someone I have a total career crush on. I wanted to teach an online class. I had a date with someone that I'm missing very much. I was going to spend lots of time swimming and meditating, so many other things. But instead, I got knocked on my ass with an infection and I landed up in the ER. I'm going to be fine. I have a hefty amount of antibiotics and painkillers to take and a series of follow-up appointments to further ruin my schedule, but I'm alive and I'm healing and I'm resting. When I began recording this episode, I talked about how I wasn't remembering my dreams very much, and that has changed in a really big way. My dreams are exhausting me right now. My subconscious is really freaking out about my obvious mortality. And there are a lot of spirits and ghosts and guides that I've never even met before showing up in my dreams to tell me just how they think I should be getting my shit together. (sighs) I've been stuck in this pattern, right? Make a plan. Complete it with color-coded mind maps and arbitrary deadlines. Get a couple steps into that plan. Experience an unpredicted setback. (laughs) And the plans burn away. So I create a new plan. Rinse and repeat. And these very opinionated dream ghosts are like, Bitch, when are you going to get the message? (laughs) The best laid plans are not the point. What evolves through practice is the point. It's time to stop planning for what you're going to do next and start practicing what you're meant to do now. So while I was awake, I wrote down the question, what is my practice? 
and the tarot card that responded was the Seven of Pentacles by the Fifth Spirit Tarot Deck. And the card features a tripod trellis. The little label says peas, but in fact, it's growing pumpkins. And yeah, so what I'm thinking about this is that when you are planning on growing peas, but instead you make pumpkins, it's not so easy as when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, because now like the way you harvest has to change, the way you store the produce has to change, the recipes you were planning on has to change, so therefore the herbs and spices that you stock up on has to change. One little pivot, one little whirl, peas instead of pumpkins, changes everything. You still have food, but it looks way different. So I'm directing my newfound wisdom into the next new thing. My own home has been a hot mess for a while, physically and energetically. Too many things have been left for a later that never seems to come. Too many things like the kids, the dogs, the house, the plants, my garden bed are all desperate for my attention. And that feels exhausting to me. The follow-up card for the Seven of Pentacles was the Two of Wands. And in the Fifth Spirit Tarot, the Two of Wands is featuring a beautiful beeswax candle on one side and then an upright unlit match on the other. So what does this mean? This means that I have a creative decision to make, a new opportunity for ignition. I'm, I have the ingredients I need. I just need to change the plan. Like I need to change my recipes. I need to change the way I'm harvesting my inspiration. And I've been thinking a lot about that and what I want that to look like in terms of queer conjure stuff so that my content creating for queer conjure doesn't feel all consuming. It feels like something I do a couple hours a day and then I can focus on my kids and the dog and the garden and my one-on-one clients and going swimming and things that feel good for my body. You know, because of the world we live in and because of the systems that don't serve us, because of past traumas, because I have kids, (laughs) I get sick about once a month. And when I say I get sick about once a month, I don't mean I get the sniffles. I mean, I get like knocked on my ass in bed for a week, fevers to the point of hallucination sick. And this means the timing and the consistency of my queer conjure work never goes according to plan. (laughs) So instead of calling this the new plan, I'm calling this the tentative changes. 
So Ava and I produce this monthly newsletter. We call it the Gibbous News. And we're going to keep at that. Within the Gibbous News, we always have a bunch of affirmations from a tarot card of the month, a rune of the month. We have a trans affirmation of the month and a queer affirmation of the month and a journal prompt. And this is like really juicy brevity that is put into our newsletters. I've decided that instead of all of the other projects that I'm not doing, (laughs) I'm going to create something called Into the Phases, which will be a weekly tide of radical love. It will be an audio recording that goes to my Patreon every week. And yeah, this weekly tide of radical love where we go deeper into the affirmations and journal prompts and the gibbous news and unpack what that really means deep down for all of us. The podcast is going to happen how it happens. And I'm going to continue Alter Aspirations on Patreon, which means like at the new moon, I invite you to, you know, extend your prayers and your wishes and your intentions to me, and I will place them on my community altar. Same thing for the full moon. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And I'm pretty excited about this Into the Phases weekly tide. I'm excited to see what my life feels like when I only content create for a couple hours a day rather than all day every day. (laughs) Yeah. Clearing the ground. Clearing those pumpkins out to see what comes up next. Practicing with the materials I have in front of me instead of feeling like I should be doing something else. I heard somebody lately say, should always leads to shame. Yeah, should always leads to shame. So I'm going to stop shooting myself. (laughs) I'm going to stop shaming myself. And I'm going to let my work unfold when I have the health capacity, when I have the creative capacity when I have the time. Because I want this to be an anti-capitalist experience, so why am I shaming myself for missing arbitrary deadlines? (sighs) Okay, baby cakes, I think that's all I have for now. So we will, without further ado, continue with the March newsletter. Please reach out via email if you have any questions, comments, concerns, (laughs) requests. I am really looking forward to hearing from you. Take care. So next I'm going to move on to our book of the month. Before I do that, I wanted to share that I've had a few requests for tarot tutoring lately, and I've really enjoyed that experience. So I am creating a new offering that includes four one-on-one tarot tutoring sessions. This is a package deal. 
During these sessions, I will invite clients to take inventory of what they already know about the tarot. We'll create a map of how they want tarot to influence their lives, and we'll create a series of lessons curated to those desires. This is a very customizable way to learn tarot. We will figure out what works best for you, what you want to get out of this tutoring package, and then we'll do it. And yeah, I'm very excited to offer this to my community. It is, I believe I priced it at 180 and it's available on my website. Okay, so the book of the month is Missing Witches, Recovering True Histories of Feminist Magic by Risa Dickens and Amy Tarak, who I got to interview in the last podcast episode. It is a must-have for your witchy needs, I swear. This book, Missing Witches, Recovering True Histories of Feminist Magic. I've never read a book like this before, you guys. So it's structured around the eight Sabbaths of the Wheel of the Year, the Witch's Wheel of the Year. This book includes invocations, rituals, offerings that incorporate the author's own wisdom, histories, and journeys, as well as an intersectional contemporary lens for uncovering and reconnecting with feminist witch history. I had the pleasure of interviewing Amy and Risa, like I said, and I also listen to their podcast, Missing Witches, a lot. I am also I am also a member of their coven and their weaver's circle. These two witches have really welcomed me into their communities and um, uplifted me in some dark times, as they have for many others. They have some sort of community-tending superpower that I wish was more widely spread that more people were practicing this way. Um, Yeah, you can get 10% off of the Missing Witches book through my affiliate link. There will be a link for that in the show notes. I highly, highly recommend that you get it. Mm, Before we move on to the Ava channeling, I just want to say that if you're curious about working with me, Jasper, you can also book a 15-minute consult over the phone for free. If you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, you can also request a booking for that through our website. I love interviewing people, you guys, especially trans and queer witches. Love it. I love the work that I do. Again, you can join our Patreon. Um, So as I have mentioned before, I've altered my office hours and I've also made my cancellation policy different. Um, People can now reschedule up to two times without having to pay any additional fees. And I am able to reschedule up to two times without having to give a refund. This is my new 
living with chronic illness anti-capitalist cancellation policy. Um, yeah, I just want to make rescheduling more flexible for when life just happens. Okay, enough of that crap. Let's listen to Ava's channeling. Welcome spring. Spring is here. Spring is queer. It's me, Jasper Joy. I am here with our March 2023 newsletter episode. In this episode, I have a little bit to say about tarot as a tool of rebellious dreamers. I have a queer affirmation and a trans affirmation, a rune of the month, a tarot card of the month, a book of the month, a journal prompt of the month. <laughs> we have an intensely beautiful channeling from Ava. And at the end, we have some not suitable for work content where I ask my friends a silly question and they come up with amazing answers. If you know somebody who might be interested in our podcast, interested in our offerings, please do share this podcast episode with them. And also, if you have a moment, please go leave us some stars. Please go leave us some words. It is crowded out there in podcast land. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're very first starting and you, it's just hard to be seen. So please help us out. All right. All right. So pausing just for a moment, just take a breath. My queer witches, how are your dreams? What do you notice in your body when you check in with your dream world? I haven't been remembering my dreams lately, so I've been asking my tarot deck, what did I dream about last night? And then journaling the messages as they come through. Especially if those messages seem nonsensical. That's a fun word, nonsensical. <laughs> because cognitive knowing and subconscious understanding are not mutually exclusive, nor are they consistently connected. Sometimes I feel something to be true deep down in my bones, but I can't for the life of me put that knowing, that trueness into words. Sometimes this happens during my client sessions. The message will be in my body, not in my vocabulary. All I can do is relay the messages that come through as best I can. I risk vulnerability by simply describing how the knowing feels in my body. Most of the time it resonates for my clients. So maybe it will resonate with them and maybe they'll think I'm a charlatan and never come back. <laughs> All I can do, like I said, is relay the messages that come through as best I can and accept the mystery of it all. I've been attending a course by Nick of In Search of Tarot, and it has led me to some surprising yet affirming places. Like the idea that tarot came from a secret occultist place with ascended masters never sat well with me. It felt like the emperor's new clothes. But because of this class, I have followed some 
really interesting rabbit holes and discovered a different version of the tarot's origin that really feels like truth all the way down to my core. And I would love to tell you a little bit about it. I'm probably going to misquote some things and probably going to get some things wrong. Fact check me if you want to, but here's my understanding up until this point. So I'm not a historian, I'm not good with dates, but from what I understand, in essence, playing cards came to be via playing cards came to be because of paper's journey through the world trade routes of the 15th century. So paper is going around, cards are going around. Um, the first set of playing cards was invented in China where paper was invented. And from there, these enslaved soldiers known as Mamluk created 52 Muslim playing cards featuring coins, cups, wands, and swords. Does that sound familiar? It sounds familiar to me. Um, so those cards found their way, we're time traveling now, to Europe where gamblers and drunks and people in the shady places collectively added 22 more cards to make the game harder. But for some reason, these 22 cards were featuring images of mystery, magic, morality. Why? My best guess is they were probably trying to make sense of their own subconscious understandings. That this mystical knowing was bubbling up and it conflicted with the authority of the church and the state. So yeah, this new deck of 78 cards found their way to the Romani people, time traveling again, who were wonderful self-employed fortune tellers ostracized from the socially acceptable majority. And they just added the tarot to their collection of divination tools they already had, like crystal balls and palm reading. So this is my kind of tarot. This is, this is a story that tells tarot as a creative tool created by rebellious dreamers. And that makes way more sense to me than tarot as a tool for elitist secret keepers. <laughs> Blessed be the marginalized. Okay, so now let's jump into our journal prompt of the month, which kind of goes along with, well, it does go along with this tarot is a tool for rebellious dreamers. And the journal prompt is, what about your dreams feels like rebellious subconscious understanding? What about your dreams feels rebellious? What about your subconscious understanding? It's hard to put into words, but you can explain through the sensations in your body. All right, so let's look into our tarot card of the month, which is the dreamer. That is like the high priestess version of the tarot deck, tarot for all ages. And the message that's coming through this month 
for the high priestess, the dreamer, is deep understanding requires slowness. Our rune of the month looks like an X. It is Gabo. Gabo. It means generosity for the self and for others. The message that's coming through is be sensitive to your own needs. Be sensitive to your own needs. Our queer affirmation of the month is we allow ourselves to receive goodness. Queer affirmation. We, re we allow ourselves to receive goodness. Our trans affirmation for March is we are precious creations of the universe. We are precious creations of the universe. If you are trans, please write this on a piece of paper, stick it somewhere where you're gonna see it every day. <sighs> My trans siblings, we are precious creations of the universe. Hail. So next I'm gonna move on to our book of the month. Before I do that, I wanted to share that I've had a few requests for tarot tutoring lately, and I've really enjoyed that experience. So I am creating a new offering that includes four one-on-one -on -one tarot tutoring sessions. This is a package deal. During these sessions, I will invite clients to take inventory of what they already know about the tarot, We'll create a map of how they want tarot to influence their lives, and we'll create a series of lessons curated to those desires. This is a very customizable way to learn tarot. We will figure out what works best for you, what you want to get out of this tutoring package, and then we'll do it. And yeah, I'm very excited to offer this to my community. It is, I believe I priced it at 180 and it's available on my website. Okay, so the book of the month is Missing Witches, Recovering True Histories of Feminist Magic by Risa Dickens and Amy Tarak, who I got to interview in the last podcast episode. It is a must-have for your witchy needs, I swear. This book, Missing Witches, Recovering True Histories of Feminist Magic. I've never read a book like this before, you guys. So it's structured around the eight Sabbaths of the Wheel of the Year, the Witch's Wheel of the Year. This book includes invocations, rituals, offerings that incorporate the author's own wisdom, histories, and journeys, as well as an intersectional contemporary lens for uncovering and reconnecting with feminist witch history. I had the pleasure of interviewing Amy and Risa, like I said, and I also listened to their podcast, Missing Witches, a lot. I am also 
I am also a member of their coven and their weaver's circle. These two witches have really welcomed me into their communities and um, uplifted me in some dark times, as they have for many others. They have some sort of community-tending superpower that I wish was more widely spread, that more people were practicing this way. Um, yeah, you can get 10% off of The Missing Witches book through my affiliate link. There will be a link for that in the show notes. I highly, highly recommend that you get it. Before we move on to the Ava channeling, I just want to say that if you're curious about working with me, Jasper, you can also book a 15-minute consult over the phone for free. If you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, you can also request a booking for that through our website. I love interviewing people, you guys, especially trans and queer witches. Love it. I love the work that I do. Again, you can join our Patreon. Um, so as I have mentioned before, I've altered my office hours and I've also made my cancellation policy different. Um, people can now reschedule up to two times without having to pay any additional fees. And I am able to reschedule up to two times without having to give a refund. This is my new living with chronic illness anti-capitalist cancellation policy. Um, yeah, I just want to make rescheduling more flexible for when life just happens. Okay. Enough of that crap. Let's listen to Ava's channeling. First um, of March newsletter, Ava channeling. When I tuned into the channeling for this month, spirit guided me to sit in joy to amplify it with my vision, to share my vision, to tempt you into sitting in this joy as well. It came as no surprise to me to learn that the affirmation for this month, as well as the card and rune, were whispering along the same frequency. Does it not smell of Pisces season? A celeste haze of dreams and adoration and crying about adoration? I was guided to share my own dreams, though not the ones I journey through when my body rests. I am, a, I am a vivid dreamer. In fact, I am dreaming right now. It is these waking dreams, this form of romanticizing, that I am asked to share with you. The worlds piled up on my tongue, itching to move through to my fingertips. They speak of the glorious beasts throwing their heads while their bodies hold still, soaking up the sun, beginning to gift us with pillows of color reaching out their hands and provoking you to journey into their world with their intoxicating scent. Do you know them? We build our homes out of their fresh carcasses and fry their offspring over domesticated flames, but they aren't fueled by anger or vengeance. They want us to relish this dream, 
the warmth that lines your stomach after coating your throat, it is your purpose. They want us to feel this. Do you feel it? The pinch on your right pinky toe as your foot rocks through wool skin on the stable surface of their removed organs. It is life. It is all creation. To dream is to step into living. To step into the rebellion of the galaxy that is your senses, that is your body. To dream is to be the pool of warm substance that is birthed through the lovemaking of bean and water. And to dream is to be the cotton-coated tongue that follows. How does it feel to be in your dream? Oh, wow. I'm just always blown away by how beautiful the channelings come through, Ava. How eloquent, poetic. Oh, if you would like to learn more about Ava's work, you can find their info in our show notes and you can leave them a tip and they also contribute to our Patreon. Ava is Queer Conjure's visual Virgo and organizer extraordinaire, <laughs> a moss fairy medium and North Star, and the best business partner I've ever had. Thank you, Ava, for this channeling. I love you so much. Blessed be. Mwah. All right, so now it's time, my fabulous friends, for some not suitable for work content. Oh, let's get a little slutty, shall we? So a few weeks ago, I started asking some of my friends this question. What tarot card would make the best dick and why? <laughs> when I say dick, I'm referring... <laughs> Sorry. Ever since I started HRT, I've been on testosterone for about five years. The word dick just delights me and fascinates me, and <laughs> I'm referring to this wide range of, like, fleshy bits and strap-ons and body-safe insertables, and yeah, when it comes to dick, let your imagination run wild. If you, dear listener, are interested, you're welcome to send in your answer to this question, too. Maybe I'll read it on the next podcast episode. Okay, so here are some of the answers so far. I didn't get explicit consent to name any names, so for now, they're anonymous. All right. What tarot card would make the best dick and why? <sighs> One answer is, I will have to go with the emperor. They would make consent so sexy and would balance making you feel very comfortable while being rough. They would also do really well with taking control and enjoy finding what feels good for both of us. It would be major bear vibes. Uh, I love some bear vibes. <laughs> Another answer is from my Wildwood deck. I'd say that the balance card, which has two snakes wrapped around a pole. <laughs> because those snakes add great texture 
and the ace of stones because that rock looks so insertable and this person is absolutely correct the ace of stones in the wildwood tarot deck looks like a butt plug <laughs> it's a very girthy butt plug <laughs> all right so what would make the best tarot deck and why the knight of swords because I need to be mind-fucked by someone who knows what they're doing. Oh, I love that answer. <laughs> Our final answer for what tarot card makes the best dick and why. The Empress. The Empress could probably peg all day, don't you think? <laughs> Yeah, I do think the Empress could peg all day. This is mostly for fun, but I also believe that the erotic is spiritual and that tarot is spiritual and that combining the two and getting curious about what the tarot can teach us about the erotic and vice versa feels like important work to me, especially when it comes to queer pleasure especially when it comes to redefining what is dick. Don't let cis het fuckboys own dick. <laughs> oh, I kill me. And yeah, I don't want us to compartmentalize our pleasure any more than we already do. Some further musings, I also wonder what tarot card feels most asexual and why? I'm not asexual, so I really can't answer this question from a lived experience point of view. I would risk a guess that the strength card is full of asexual pleasure, or maybe that's demisexual pleasure. I know one Demi in particular who makes an amazing service top, and that's the kind of erotic energy the strength card gives me. Please do reach out if you want to play this game and give me your answers for what tarot card makes the best dick and why. Mwah. Wow, I did it. I made a podcast episode. Please remember to check out the links in the show notes for all of the books I talked about and all of the affiliate links and the link for my Patreon. Blessed be my queer witches. Mwah. Blessed be merry meet, merry part, Merry meet again.
I have something to tell you. I am a book nerd (laughs) and a bit of an anarchist. You might have noticed already. And that is why I am so deeply honored to be an affiliate of Firestorm Books. Firestorm Books is a collectively owned radical bookstore and community event space in Asheville, North Carolina. Since 2008, Firestorm Books has supported grassroots movements in Southern Appalachia while developing a workplace on the basis of cooperation, empowerment, and equity. If you go to queerconjure.org and on the upper menu bar, there's a link labeled books. You just click that link to browse a list of my Jasper favorite books. Anything you purchase through that link will return 10% back to me to support the creation of this podcast. So say you buy a book for $30, Firestorm sends me $3. Firestorm's mission is to demonstrate the feasibility and desirability of a workplace based on free cooperation. They seek to sustain and nourish their collective through fulfilling work, personal empowerment, and equitable compensation while providing a hub for anarchist thought and culture in WNC. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about Raven and Crone. Raven and Crone is my personal one-stop shop for all of my witchcraft needs. Their shop specializes in high-quality products created by local magical practitioners and crafts persons. <laughs> Say that with a lisp. With an emphasis on sourcing products that are botanical, organic, ecologically conscious and affordably priced which is great because i don't always have that much money raven and crone is a witch owned and operated old age metaphysical pagan supply store located in the blue ridge mountain town of Asheville, north carolina raven and crone is where i jasper facilitate meditations and teach tarot 101 the link is in the show notes.